0: What's going on, and welcome to another episode of the Mike Janella Show. I'm Mike, obviously. This is podcast episode number 36. Hopefully, not my last episode, but it is the last podcast episode of 2016. Uh, a terrible year for a lot of people, uh, seeing a lot of stuff as we record on this uh, last Tuesday of the year. People saying it's the worst year of all time, uh, a lot of bad stuff that happened this year, but. I wanted to try and put a nice, happy bow on things. So I'm going to call up one of my very dearest friends. His name is Mike Rudner. He's very similar to me. We get along with a lot of the same stuff in terms of sports and entertainment and all that. So we are going to try and recap our awards for the year for 2016, looking back and trying to find the good in a year that for so many people, uh, for so many reasons, was very bad. So uh, much like, I guess, Bill Simmons would do with one of his buddies, I'm going to call up Mike. He's at work right now. Uh, I'm in my parents' bedroom in central New Jersey, so we're going to try and make some magic happen on the podcast. We're going to call Mikey up right now and see if he's available.
1: Sports Rocket is Mike. There he is. Rudner, what's happening? Oh, Mr. Janela. I am very excited to join the podcast. You got to get your once a year quota in with me, you and been, I'm glad we were able to to get this done before in, in the final week of two thousand fifteen. You, ha- you
0: have been begging me for months to get onto the show, and I figured, you know what, this week where I can't bother anybody because it's the holiday season, I could at least break glass in case of emergency for you. And uh, yeah, I was telling the folks at the top of the show, uh, we kind of follow a lot of the same stuff, so I figured you're a great guy to call and talk about and recap, hand out some awards for 2016. And uh, you kind of fancy yourself. You've told me that the Howard Stern of of the friend group, and you're ready to give some hot takes and
1: give out some some real good uh, stuff for 2016. Is that right? I'm very excited. I did a lot of preparation. I asked a lot of people for their takes. I have a, a ton of notes sitting in front of me. A whole lot to discuss. I hope we can get it all done within an hour. Uh, the hilarious thing is that I
0: haven't done any preparation, uh, so the way it's going to work, so this should be fun. Um, we're going to break it down. We have nine different categories in uh, three different divisions of how we're going to recap 2016. Now, this was a terrible year. We're not going to get into like. Syria, or the Flint water crisis, or, you know, assassination. Well, that was one of the things like I had that. written down. You that didn't was, tell me that ahead of time. <laughs> that was your, uh, your top uh, moment of the year, or whatever, was uh, some assassination attempt in, in Africa. Now, we're going to skip all that stuff. So uh, we're going to try and focus on some fun things. So here's the quick rundown for you and what you can expect, and how Mike and I will kind of bop it back and forth. Uh, yeah, for the next hour, we'll try and keep it under an hour uh, for sure. Uh, we're going to start with entertainment. To lighten things up, we're going to have our Movies of the Year, Songs of the Year, and our TV Shows of the Year. We're also going to be giving out our Social Media Account of the Year. That's a bonus, uh, which will be a fun one uh, for you guys to to follow after we recommend it for you. Then we're going to go to the Memories division. That's going to be our Top Sports Moments of the Year, Uh, what annoyed us the most this year, and the biggest WTF moments of 2016. Then we're going to hand out some hardware at the very end, our Rookies of the Year, the 2016 MVP, and then the things we're looking forward to the most in 2017 once the calendar changes. So we're going to have, I think, a top three, like a gold, silver, bronze for each of those, Mm -hmm. and we'll try and uh, just spend a couple minutes on each one and get this thing moving quickly. Uh, Before we dive into it, though, Rudner, any initial thoughts on the year that was,
1: 2016, almost in the books? What do you think? You know, it's funny because we we talked about this, and I think you started the show by saying that this has been a rough year for a lot of people. For me, it was a pretty good year. Uh, I I went into the year with with two main goals, you know, to put myself in a better career spot, and I've done so by, um, you know, after a great seven and a half years at IO Media, uh, leaving to join Sports Rocket a few months ago. Um, I also was able to uh, kick out my roommate, my crazy roommate. She's gone. And then most recently, I got LASIK surgery, and you were one of the people to uh, to recommend that to me. So, so three big things happened to me in 2016. I'm looking on the positive side. I hope I can replicate this for for uh, 2017. Well, I'm glad you had a good
0: 2016, but this show is not about you. So let's get right to the uh, our first award, and we're going to talk about the. Wait, it's not? I thought this was about me. No, it's the it's right in the name, the Mike oh. Janella Show. So you, you right, you're fine. here, yeah. Just know your place. Uh, no, the LASIK went well, though. You got this like yesterday or two days ago or something, right?
1: Yeah, I got it on Friday, and I could see 2015, so uh, when I see you later this week, I hope it's not uh, uglier than I'm, than I'm imagining. That's more to do
0: with me than your vision, I think, but we'll we'll see how yeah, that goes that uh, later this week. Um, all right, let's kick off with our
1: entertainment, and uh, let's start, what do you want to do, movies first? Yeah, let's do movie of the year. I mean, I, I guess you'll, you'll give a little bit of an intro. For me, I'm a huge movie fan. I think we both are big movie fans. And of the 31 years I've lived on planet earth, I think this might be the worst year for movies that I can remember. Hot take. That, that's my hot take. I, I, I mean, I worked at a movie theater, so I used to see movies at almost every single week. And uh, I really struggled to find things to actually want to go see this year. I would say that the, the movie of the year for me was Deadpool. And I think we might've talked about this. I, I don't know if, are we on the same page there? Uh,
0: I loved it. It wasn't in my top three, but definitely I'd say, like, top five. Uh, I think I just had superhero movie movie fatigue, even though Deadpool is very different from everything else that's come before it. Uh, just kind of the source <laughs> material. Uh, it was just, to me, it was more a cool, different take on something that I have gotten used to. So for me, definitely loved it. Top five, probably. Top ten, for sure, but did not make my top three.
1: Okay. so but I'm not so mad at my... you for having it. Sure, sure. Well, that's my number one of the year was Deadpool uh number two you know it i really struggled to to come up with a top three uh number two i had to go back with my my netflix queue see what i watched you know one movie that i did i did really enjoy was the nice guys with russell crowe and ryan gosling um sort of an old school movie very violent lots of you know bad language certainly not something you if you have kids you want to have your kids watching but very entertaining i thought it, it was you know it it intrigued me. Like I think it was a pretty long movie. I want to say it was it was at least two hours, and it went by really quickly. I thought it was well done. I liked the two of them together. That was my number two movie of the year. And then number three, I'm gonna go with a wild card just because it's switch such a bad year. The movie that had I want to say under 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, but gave me a lot of laughs. <laughs> Dirty Grandpa. Oh yeah, with uh, De Niro and Ephron? Yeah, you know anything Zach Efron's in is uh, is is a must for lo- me. I love Efron. E- so definitely is definitely my, 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 uh, my number one guy that I look forward to seeing on, on, uh, on the big screen. So I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, I've read the reviews. I can understand why people hated it. But uh, if you enjoy sophomore humor, then uh, I definitely would recommend Dirty Grandpa. I've recommended it to a few people, and they've also loved it. And seeing De Niro doing that kind of humor. This is one of our
0: greatest American actors all time. And he's doing like ball <laughs> jokes and nudity and stuff. It's great. Uh, did not make my top three, but I did, I did enjoy it in the movies. Here's my top three. Uh, number three, Don't Think Twice, kind of an indie film. Uh, Keegan Michael Key was in it. Jillian Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about kind of being. Uh, an improv group in New York city. And the one guy makes it huge. He basically basically gets a gig on the SNL, the fictional SNL that they make up. And then how does that affect his friendships and everything? Very funny, kind of heartbreaking. And for anyone 20 somethings, early 30 somethings like us, where you have friends who are being really successful, maybe you're struggling or you are that friend. I thought it was a perfect little encapsulation of uh, this time in our lives and people going for it. Uh, Number two, also The Nice Guys. I love that movie. I'm glad you oh, had it too. we didn't even talk about this ahead of I time. Nice. This is our first serendipitous moment of the podcast. Yeah, I went and I saw that came out, you know, beginning of the summer, like May. And I've seen a yeah. ton of movies this year as well. And that was one that stuck with me as just being different. It was new. It was kind of unique. And the two of them, yeah, Crow and Gosling were just uh, awesome together. I loved it. And it wasn't. Didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was just cool to see something that wasn't a comic book, that wasn't a sequel, that wasn't something rehashed. It was just different, and so I liked that a lot as well. Uh, And number one, this is probably recency bias and probably uh, because of my big nerd side, but uh, Rogue One. I loved it. Um, I know people had some issues with it, but I saw it opening night a couple weeks ago, and just being a huge Star Wars guy, I absolutely loved it. It was my favorite movie-going experience of the year, so that gets my number one spot for 2016.
1: So I'm with you on Rogue One. If I didn't go wild card with Dirty Grandpa, I would have put that at number three. I, I I was trying to not go with the recency bias, so I'm glad you you filled in there. It seems like we're we're pretty much on the same page. Um, you know, obviously like the nice guys. I haven't seen Don't Think Twice, so I can't comment on that yet. But I I do think I will enjoy it. I believe front of the podcast Bobby Kruger recommended that when yes. he was on the show a few months ago so, yes he did uh, definitely one I want to catch up yeah. catch up all right
0: on. so there you go it's a rogue one for me and deadpool for Rudner those are movies of the year uh what do you want to do next tv shows we'll stay with the visual medium what are your top three yeah so tv
1: shows this is a lot tougher for me because tv I, I was love a great TV. year movies TV was so much, a great year yeah so much good stuff on tv this year um, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to start with by saying the ones that didn't make the cut for me, but also really enjoyed. And this was probably even tougher than, than, um, you know, than I'd like to say, but like, I, I still love the affair. I still watch all the bachelor and love the, me. and the, uh, the, the entire bachelor series. Oh. Um, so, so I, I, I love that stranger things I thought was really unique and really good. Um, I'd say the, the, the most honorable mention, so number four on my list, was the OJ Simpson show on FX. I thought that was really well done. You know, we were what, eleven years old when that or really between nine and eleven when that all was going down. So just to sort of recap that and all the crazy things that happened, I I I found fascinating. Um number three for me, uh I, I went with a comedy, Silicon Valley. I mean that to me that show just keeps getting better and better. The characters are great. The writing is awesome. Um, the situations they put themselves in are it's just it's just so well done it it's 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 really really funny. Um and then number 2 and number 1 so I went with an all HBO top 3 actually. Yeah, how much did uh, they pay you for this? Jeez. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Number 2 I went with The Night Of. Um really enjoyed that show, found it really intriguing like I you know every week I was really excited to see where it was going next. Um, pretty much an, an unknown cast outside of John Tutorial. I thought the acting was awesome. I thought they did a really good that job. That was your of the show. second
0: best show of the year, the night of, or your Se- second second best show?
1: show of the year. I, I thought. Uh. And then number one uh, was Westworld. Um, you know, I, I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I'm not a huge sci-fi person. Um, I was so intrigued by the show. It had a lot of different things going on. Um, really enjoyed it. Thought it was really unique. Now I have to state this. I don't watch Game of Thrones. So for those that are listening and saying, how is that not in his top three? I'm probably the only person still around that doesn't watch that. So not why it's not in there, um, with an all HBO top three, but Westworld, Night Of, and Silicon Valley round out my top three.
0: Uh, I, just like you didn't watch Game of Thrones, I did not watch Stranger Things. So I can empathize with you in terms of being missing out on a huge cultural phenomenon. Uh, my number three mm-hmm. is Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe not its best season, but definitely had some of its highest moments. And it, on a week to week basis, it was the one show that, uh, I always kept. Going, you know, getting excited for it's hard to get excited for an hour of TV these days, but that did it for me every Sunday. That's my number three. Number two, Atlanta, the Donald Glover show on FX. Uh, don't know if you've seen that, but it was just so. I have di- not. Oh, dude, binge! It's awesome. It's so different and it's hilarious. But also, they try such different things. Uh, it was unlike anything I saw on TV uh, this year. So that's my number two. And number one, also an HBO show, also a comedy, not Silicon Valley though, but it's Sunday Night Twin Veep. I loved Veep this year because it was running parallel to the campaign season for our election this year. And who knew that it would be such a great uh, foreshadow for all of the circus we'd be going through in October, November of this year. But now looking back, even in retrospect, I think seeing how our election played out helped color Veep even more positively for me. But I lied. that made me laugh more per half hour than any other show, except maybe, you know, Silicon Valley's up there, but Veep, I think a little higher stakes. Uh, I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus. So that was my favorite show of the year. That's the one I looked forward to watching the most uh, once a week uh, in 2016, uh, probably because of what we had going on in the rest of the world. So,
1: And, and, and I just started it. I think we talked about this. I, I started yeah. watching it when I flew out to visit you uh, two months ago and I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm only a, a season and a half in, and uh, I think by the time I catch up, it will make the top three. So when we, we do the show a year from now, it'll, it'll make my 2017 list. Right. Your 2016
0: season will make the 2017 list. Uh, no, it only gets better with age. You're going to love it. Um, all right, so those are our TV shows. Let's. Because I want to spend more time talking about some of the stuff later in the show and just run through these quickly. So uh, songs, um, I love the Black Beatles, the Mannequin Challenge song, for emerald that got real hot later in the fall. That's my number three. Um, I don't know if you know the song Son of a Bitch by Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Uh, he basically just says Son of a Bitch a lot in the chorus. It's like a sort of rock song. I love that. And then I'm a big sucker for just Top 40 Pop. Number one, uh, Closer, the Chainsmokers. Syracuse guys, got to represent them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a basic song, and it's like so played out. But every time it comes on the radio, I still love it. And I have for months. I haven't got sick of it yet. So uh, when I think back on 2016 and the songs that were, I was jamming out to the whole time, that's going to be my number one.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I like Closer as well. I, I, I put that, I guess, at number three. I'm not a huge music person, so, you know, we can fly through this this category. Although, if anyone cares to discuss their music choices afterwards, feel free to, to email me or tweet at me. Um, but my, my, my top two, I'd say were uh, 24K Magic at number two and then Can't Stop the Feeling. Anytime JT comes out with a new song, it's going to be at the top three of my list. Yeah, uh, just unadulterated
0: pop, like both of us. It's just yeah, it, they're made to be hits, and we're the exact demographic that these songs uh, apply to. So, um, yeah, all right. So I'm done with songs, like you said, not a huge music person. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna run through that. Um, quick intermission for a social media account of the year, and you have someone, Rudner, you want to really shout out?
1: Yeah, you know this this is the easiest one to come up with. There, there's not even a top three list for this. It's just a number one. And that goes to John Phelps. With his tweets and, and Snapchat now adding to his wide his repertoire, uh, John Phelps by far gets the social media account of the year. I want, so Phelps is a, is a
0: uh, mutual friend of Rudner's and mine, and this is an experiment. I want to see if anyone is actually listening, because I don't get many listeners on this show, but the ones I do are pretty loyal. Uh, so I want to see if anyone's listening now, follow this man, John Phelps. Uh, his Snapchat is... His girlfriend's name is Ariel, and she's great, and his Snapchat name is Ariel's Novio, which is Spanish for boyfriend, so A-R-I-E-L-L-E-S-N-O-V-I-O, Ariel's Novio, and I would love to see if anyone will follow John Phelps on Snapchat. It, he is hilarious. I say he's like the Norm McDonald of Snapchat, and I, if even two people add him based on this podcast, I will consider this recording a success, so.
1: Well, plus, he personally welcomes every new Snap follower, so... Um, you have that to look forward to if you add them as Snapchat. That's true. Yeah, I mean, the individual customization,
0: that's the best thing you can get in media today, and he gives that to you. So Ariel's Novio on Snapchat. And Phelps, if you're listening yourself, you're welcome for the millions of followers you're about to get. Um, all right, let's go to our second division. And uh, I'm calling this memories because it's kind of specific moments in time as opposed to mm. a TV show or a song or whatever like that. And uh, let's kick off with sports. Let's go with something positive here because you and I – Uh, Mikey, very big sports fans in our respective rights. And while this was a bad year for celebrities who had just been dying left and right, Carrie Fisher just passed away moments before we started recording this, Um, just adding to the list, you know, it was terrible. Um, depending on where you sit politically, this was a really bad year. Human rights had a lot of issues. But sports, I would argue, had one of its best years all time. The different series and the champions we had and the moments. I think 2016 in sports was one of the best sports years ever. And to cut it down to a top three like individual sports moments was very tough for me. How about you? It was really
1: tough. I mean, I have two things that I think we're gonna, we're going to be similar on. And then I tried to think of a, a, a real personal moment for myself at number three, and there were so many good moments that it really was tough to to narrow it down to just three. All right, well, uh, I'll, I'll try, but I want to hear yours first. All right, oh, I got to go first again. Jeez! All right, um, <laughs> it's my show, so, my rules, so, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the, the a few things that that were not on the list, and I'll just quickly run through them: the Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, game a few weeks ago was just unreal. Um, everything with the Olympics, I thought it was just incredible. The, the women's gymnastics team, you know, Michael Phelps dominating for another Olympics. Um, all of that was great. Uh, I would say, you know, a number three, I wanted to make it a more personal moment. So something that, that mattered to me, but maybe not necessarily the rest of the country. And it was really tough, but I'm going to go with Syracuse making the final four as my number three moment of the year. I mean, it was Such a huge a homer. Comeback. Yeah, I know. Such a homer. I know, I know. But, um, you know, a great comeback against Virginia to make the Final Four. The game against Gonzaga was amazing. I mean, realistically, they almost didn't even make the tournament to begin with. So that was an incredible run. Probably the proudest um, I've been as a Syracuse alum since I enrolled there back in 2003. Um, so that was a pretty awesome moment. And then number two and number one was – I went back and forth. I mean, they're almost 1-1A. and 1A. Um, But the Cubs winning the World Series, I think I'd probably sort of put that at 2. Um, that game was amazing, Game 7. I mean, the comeback from 3-1, uh, incredible. Hadn't won a World Series in, what was 108 years. Awesome, awesome moment. Um, but for me personally, Game 7 of the NBA Finals was just so dramatic and so amazing. And I really didn't think the Cavs had a chance to win that game in Golden State. Um, and LeBron, really, it was a legacy moment for him. I mean, he went in there, down 3-1 against a team with the best regular season record of all time, um, came back and and, and wins two games on the road, including a dominant performance, and probably the number one moment was that block at the end of game seven. Uh, I thought that was awesome. I would pick that as my, my number one moment, even though I was in Barcelona at the time watching it on a – a little tiny laptop streaming over the internet, but uh, incredible moment and just two two amazing finals in both NBA and MLB. Nice humble
0: brag slipping in there. I was, you know, summering in Barcelona. I had to watch on a small TV. Um, want a hot take? I'll give you a hot take, but nothing Cubs related made my top three. How do you like that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some other honorable. mentions. Chicago. Mention- yeah, yeah. No, screw them. No, I love the Cubs. Love Chicago, but I'll explain it in a second. But some other honorable mentions: uh, Leicester City. I'm a big soccer guy. They won the Premier League uh, this year. They were a 5,000-to-1 shot to do it before the season. It would be like if the Padres had won the World Series last year, but they had been in, like, AAA for, you know, most of their existence. Um, so them to win the Premier League over Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, all, Chelsea, all those kind of teams – Incredible story. Uh, Seeing Michael Phelps still doing his thing, breaking that Olympic record. Incredible. And I remember Katie Ledecky, that one race, if you remember, where she finished at the Olympics and no one else was even on the screen yet for second place. I mean, that I will remember like that exact moment uh, so well um, from 2016. But, yeah, so much Olympic stuff. The thing with the Cubs is that, yeah, they were down 3-1 in that World Mm -hmm. Series and there was maybe a little bit of doubt, but they just felt so – predetermined and preordained to win the world series this year that I never felt that one moment where it was like, wow, this is incredible. Cause starting in April, I was kind of already under the assumption that this was going to happen. It was a foregone conclusion. So while the moment is great or, or the achievement is great, I should say, it was very hard for me to latch onto one individual moment on that run. Um, I don't know, maybe the Zobrist hit like in game seven to put them ahead or something or a Chris Bryan home run in game five. But uh, for me, it just felt hard to really crystallize that in one individual spots that's why the Cubs didn't make my top three even though it's probably the sports story of the year for an individual moment uh, I went a different way so my top three Uh, number three yeah the LeBron the the block on Iguodala in game seven hundred percent and for everything you said and more uh, I'm not going to rehash that but that was the one play now that we're going to think about when we think about his career uh, from now on which I think is something he was missing Number two, uh, the Syracuse did make the Final Four, but the team who won it this year, Villanova, the way they won it—that buzzer beater mm-hmm. at the end to win the national title—forget about it. That's why we watch sports. Um, so for me, that was my number two. I used to work for Villanova, to, you know, back in the day as well. So I had a little bit of heartstrings being pulled there. Uh, number one, talk about going personal. You know, Mikey, I'm Portuguese. I don't know if I've told you a time or two in the past, and. They're a big soccer country. I'm a huge soccer guy. they never won a major tournament before. Ronaldo, it's been the monkey on his back, can never deliver for his team. And this year, Euro 2016, against the host, France, in Paris, in the finals, in extra time. And Eddare, er, who's come out of nowhere, Ronaldo's injured. He's out. Their main man, their talisman, is done for the game early on. And he scores this trash goal, complete trash goal. I didn't expect it to go in. Somehow it does, and it was just euphoria for me. Portugal, Euro 2016 champs, that extra time game winner. I mean, forget about it. I'm going to remember that the rest of my life. So that's my, my number one, definitely going personal that route, but you're not going to argue with me on that, are you?
1: Well, I'm not gonna argue anything soccer or wrestling related if it comes up, just because I don't I don't spend any yeah, time. You're, you're I didn't, either, yeah, you're lucky. So. you're lucky. I didn't put like a John Cena match or something number in my top three. I, I was really worried. I have to say. I mean, at least you didn't go with something scripted as part of your top three moments of 2016. So I'm happy you didn't do go down that path. Um, the the Villanova one that that's a good call for some reason. I thought about it last week when we we brought it up, and I totally forgot to write it down um so i agree with you there that that that's a huge moment i mean one of the look, if, five best
0: shots sorry, in basketball history any level right it's got to be oh yeah yeah but, i mean like you three know, best be, shots
1: be, between that i mean you have to think about it that game was probably one of the best games in march Madness history game seven of the nba finals certainly up there in the nba finals history and and the, the world series game seven i mean three incredible incredible games um, to, to close out championships. It really was a great year for sports.
0: Yeah, we got spoiled. Hopefully 2017 uh, delivers as well. Um, all right, let's go now to uh, what annoyed you the most this year, Mikey? <laughs> and uh, like I said earlier in the show, we're not delving deep into any too negative stuff. So, you know, not what upset you or what really got you agitated, like on a human level, like annoyances. What, what annoyed you the most in 2016?
1: Or you want me yeah, to go I first because
0: you're complaining. That's been annoying me.
1: Yeah, well, that was gonna be number one on my list. So since, since you brought it up, I'll have to go somewhere else. But um, honestly, the thing that annoyed me the most, and I'm only gonna go with one thing, and I don't want to get too deep into it, um, but just people posting about politics and having no idea what they're talking about, yeah, and just basically posting something um, because they lean one way or the other without no backing, like just just absolutely no rationale behind what they're posting. And I saw it on both sides, you know, both the right and the left side uh, that stuff was driving me absolutely insane. Um, you know, I just wanted the election to be over with just so I can stop seeing these things posted on Facebook. And now it's almost doubled down just because of, of Trump winning. Um, I I'd say that was the most annoying thing just because it was all year. I mean, it was first in the, the primaries, you know, people had their, their person and they were hoping that that person would get nominated. And then when it was, you know, Trump versus Hillary, I mean, it was, You know, I'm sure for both of us, it was 99% of what you're seeing on social media was anti-Trump and pro-Hillary. And regardless of which way you leaned, it was incredibly annoying just to see people just uninformed and, you know, writing nonsense on their uh, their Facebook wall or Twitter.
0: Yeah, no, it was very, very hard to find intelligent discourse on social media this year. Uh, Like you said, everyone's in their bubble, and they were just throwing – Trash out there uh, for the opposition, and no matter what side you're on, I agree. And I think family members, yeah, the uninformed, it, it, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, in the spirit of keeping the annoyances low, I'm only going to pick one as well. Dabbing. Why are people still doing it? Like,
1: stop. It's over. <laughs> That's what bothered you more than, <laughs> than people writing about the election? Interesting. I didn't, I, you could have given me a million guesses. I never would have said that.
0: Because it's so – I mean, look, a lot of things annoy me. I'm very judgmental and can be very cynical at times. The political thing, like I get it at least. It's coming from a place of importance. People are trying to get into a discourse and they're trying to get involved in something that's more important than the weather or sports or what have you. So I get it. But like, this dumb dance, which is so stupid, that was already unpopular at the beginning of the year. And everyone just keeps doing it, and they think they're so cool. Like, let it go. I saw it at baseball games. I saw professional athletes still doing it. Uh, when Hillary Clinton tried doing it, I mean, it's like, forget about it. Like, just, you know, those little – that annoys me because there's just no – there's no redeeming quality in the dab anymore. So that, yes, yeah, stupid crap like that is what gets me really irked. So, yeah, that's my, that's my big annoyance for 2016. Thanks for letting me have the soapbox. No, um, I'll right. uh, just I'll zip my lip after that one. Yeah, uh, one other thing is like using Facebook Live for personal use. Not a huge fan of that. Like, if you're a company, celebrity, I get it, but I don't need to see like my uncle what he's having for lunch like on Facebook Live. Like, leave that alone. That's not what social media is for. But
1: yeah. oh, Uncle Janella. Yeah, I'm not sorry gonna make, if you're listening. That's I'm not going to name this,
0: any specific relatives, but yeah, like, come on. Like, I don't do it, and I'm very self-involved. So if I think that's below me, then it's certainly something that should be ineligible for anybody um all right enough with that because you're gonna get me pissed off and it's not gonna be a good rest of the podcast um biggest WTF moments of the year and we may probably have the same number one you and I did not compare lists before we recorded but I have a feeling like there's nothing else can be number one this year but uh, without further ado I don't want to spoil anything else so what are you thinking here
1: um, well, we we skipped with, to look forward to in 2017, but okay, if you want to go in this order, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, no. Well, let's look forward at the end. You know, we're gonna look forward okay, to 2017 well, at it. the end. Let's let's get 2016 in the rearview mirror first. So,
1: well, I'm curious to see if you have the same one. I didn't think you were gonna go here, but for my moment was um, August 26, 2016. Is that the same day you're thinking of? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay, because that, that, that's the day I'm thinking of, the day that, that I found out that Mike Janella was no longer employed by the Padres. That <laughs> was the most WTF moment of the year. Unreal. I was watching every day, well, at least for a little bit of every day, uh, Mr. Janela on the social hour, enjoying the, the show, incredible guests, day in and day out, and then to get that information on that Friday was painful. It was very painful. I feel for you, my friend. Um that was my most WTF moment of the year.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the only reason this guy is on the podcast was for those 30 seconds. So we can end this now and and we're we're good. No. I thought, when you said it, I thought we were going to have the same one, I was like, oh, okay. I, no, I didn't think no, you were going to go there, no, but let's, I, let's do it. No, I'm not going there. I, I didn't want to get personal because you know, people are listening to this. They don't know. you know, They weren't watching like you every day as you claim. Uh, but, yeah, so I, on a personal <laughs> level, certainly, uh, yeah, no longer hosting my show was definitely a top WTF moment of the year. But I was thinking more worldview that other people can relate to and empathize with. Uh, although it certainly means a lot uh you mentioning and knowing the exact date that you still have you did do your research uh, I I had to, look it up. Yeah, had to look it up still the fact you put in that effort very encouraging um no so mine i mean i guess a, a top 2 um for me uh number 2 was just kind of Uh, I mean, so many celebrities have died, but the one that really hit me was the Jose Fernandez one, the Miami Marlins pitcher. Yeah. Um, Just because that came out of nowhere. And I was, you know, just finished working in baseball and obviously had seen him and and all that. And just waking up to that news was ridiculous. But, you know, that's part of a bigger trend this year. I mean, I haven't seen anybody do this research yet, but can you remember a year where there have been a higher caliber of celebrities who have died? Like every year there's a lot, obviously. It's just nature. But, I mean, Ali, Bowie, Prince, Arnold Palmer, I mean, Carrie Fisher even today, uh, you know, Jose Fernandez, who is, you know, to a large number of people, very famous. I mean, this has been, and the list goes on and on, this has been a year that I think it's been the most famous death year I can remember, at least. You have anything? (laughs) No, I yeah, mean, like it's mean, a morbid yes, thing to been, talk
1: about, but it it's, it's really been must a pretty even, morbid yeah. year. Um, way to bring the podcast to a to a real downer. We'll come I think back. The Gutterman Funeral Home is one of the sponsors of the show, right? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, no, it's been it's, to your point. Yes, there's been a crazy amount of um, high caliber, is what how you phrase it, celebrity deaths. Um, you know, luckily, I guess for me, no one close to me has passed away. Uh, if I let someone out, I apologize. Um, but no, um, yeah, it's been it's been a, a a sort of a bad luck year in that sense. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, even like you you named all the people that have passed away, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy and unfortunate. And um, some of the some of those people are just very young, like Carrie Fisher, who was just sixty and in fine health before she took that flight to L.A. And yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, it's certainly you know when someone dies out of nowhere, it's definitely a WTF moment. Um, you know, yeah, I, I hope 2017 we have a little more healthy year.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, still though, uh, my number one WTF moment to kind of bring it back to, I guess, a big theme of this year as well. Uh, separate from all the the somberness, uh, Trump winning the election. Up until the very night of election night, I thought there was not zero percent chance. But I just could not mm-hmm. envision him actually winning. And you and I were together on election night in San Diego. And I was hosting a trivia night at a bar and all the TVs there at the sports bar had the election on. And slowly as the night's going, everyone's starting to pay more attention to the TV and not each other. Like, wait, is this actually going to happen? And uh, you can detail what you were up to before we ended up meeting up later in the night. And you like, we met up and it was like, this is, this is really happening. And you see Florida go and you see Ohio. And until you know, until that moment, I did not think it was possible. And yet, here we are, as we record this, less than one month away from inaugurating United States President Donald Trump. I still have a hard time believing it. It, it just—I—I I couldn't. And when I look back at 2016, that's going to be the biggest singular thing that's going to make me say WTF.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was really the most WTF moment of my life outside of uh, <laughs> your life the news yeah. that we got on the on August 26th. Right. I mean, yeah, we were talking <laughs> about it. We went to the beach that morning and you know i was was, like i mentioned 10 minutes ago i was excited just for this election to be over and and stop seeing the nonsense i was seeing online and people were texting me like oh are you guys paranoid about tonight are you freaking out and i i kept thinking like no like what's there to be you know freaking out about he he has no chance i mean he i I honestly thought after the billy bush tape leaked he had no chance i mean up until that point i thought well you know he's He's um, he certainly has his base of people. There are people that are certainly set up with the left side and, and he's going to get a, a decent amount of votes. But after that tape leaked and, and the ensuing, um, you know, debates that happened after, I, I really thought he had no chance. I mean, I have never been more surprised in my entire life um, than on that night when he won. I mean, yeah, I have to say I was shocked. I was utterly shocked that he won the election. Yeah, I I still am for
0: that, just for the, again, not getting into whether he's the right guy to run the country or Hillary ran the wrong campaign, whatever, just the actual shock value of it really happening after months and over a year of every single poll, basically, and every single prognosticator like Nate Silver at 538, you know, must be questioning his life right now or after it happened because, you know, (laughs) everybody was just saying, not going to happen, not going to happen, not going to happen, boom. Here we are, making America great again as we speak. So, uh, my my biggest WTF moment uh, of the year and like you say maybe of our adult lives um, for sure.
1: All right. Can, can I can I mention yeah. wait, can I mention one more? One more really
0: quickly? Of course. That of you course. were actually witness to? Oh, this was going to be good. Bartolo
1: Colon's home run oh, in San yeah. Diego.
0: You want to hear a funny story? I didn't even get to see it and I was in the stadium at the time. Uh, I had some buddies that were there and I was moving them from one seats up in the upper deck down to some better seats at field level at Petco Park because I'm just that nice of a guy and that good of a friend. And as we were walking in the concourse, bottom order part of the Mets lineup was up, and I figured nothing's going to happen here. And wouldn't you know it? As we're walking uh, in the concourse at beautiful Petco Park, uh, just, just this weird noise comes over the crowd. We look up at the TVs for the replay, and Bartolo Colon has hit a freaking home run. So yeah,
1: I that would have you... guessed all. Um... Of all these people that died, he would be the one that survived. Not only survived, but hit a home run. Hit a home run. I mean, yeah.
0: It's gonna, there's T-shirts made. Tops made baseball cards for it. I mean, would not have guessed that uh, before the year. But, again, sports, this was the one thing. Sports gave us and gave and gave and gave all year when we were struggling in so many other areas. So, Bartolo, a small part of, or a big part of that. Um, thank you, Big Sexy. Uh, Want yeah, to hand out some hardware? What was that? Want to hand out some hardware? Let's hand it out. Rookie of the
1: year. I've got a top three. Ooh, all right. I mean, okay, I didn't really go top three. And, and, and rookie of the year, when I hear rookie of the year, I, I, I stuck with sports. So I'm curious to see what you have uh, on your docket. But um, number three, and he's not really – he was technically a rookie last year, but I love the guy, Christoph Porzingis. The Every singer. night he does something exciting. What was that? You just cut me off on the Porzingis? Yeah, no no, 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 no. Oh, I'm with sorry, you. I'm sorry. with you. Yeah, I I I I love the guy. He's he's the future of New York basketball, which for the last fifteen, twenty years, there was none. Um, you know, he, he's got a great attitude. He loves being in New York. Can't say enough good things about him. Um I think he's really sort of taken off these last two months. Uh love Christoph Porzingis. He's he's in that number three spot. And then one and two. I stuck with sports again. You know, the Cowboys one-two punch of Dak and Zeke. I don't care where you put either guy. Um, they've been incredible. I mean, that, that combination scares me. As a New York football fan, you know, those guys might be, might be around for a long time. Um, hopefully, the Giants can take them out if they face each other in the playoffs, considering those are the only two losses they've had all season um, on the Cowboys' end. But uh, those two guys have been incredible. I give them a lot of credit. So those are my Rookies of the Year. So
0: I went in a completely opposite direction from you. <laughs> no, no surprise, I guess. Um, yeah, so I, I took it more as like a pop culture Rookie of the Year, like someone who came mm-hmm. out of nowhere this year uh, to leave an imprint on the, uh, the zeitgeist at large. Uh, so, I mean, uh, no, nothing wrong with any of your picks uh, sports-wise, for sure. Um, so my reverse three... And we were not going to escape this without some wrestling talk. Uh, AJ Styles, the best first year in WWE history. He's the current world champ. Debuted at the Royal Rumble. Has had probably four of the five best matches in the company this year. Uh, Ryder, I know you're not a wrestling fan, but if you want to get into it, let me know. I'll send you some links, and they're all going to be links of matches this guy has had this year. Anyone who's into wrestling, this guy has been a revelation this year. In his mid-30s, making his rookie season in WWE, he's been... Incredible. Phenomenal, uh, some might say. Uh, number two, uh, Simone Biles. Uh, the Olympics were a huge thing this year, and gymnast- gymnastics is weird because it feels like every four years, just a whole new deck of cards, um, but mm-hmm. she was someone that I had never heard of, but during those couple weeks, she's like the greatest gymnast of all time, right? Like, that's what they were hyping her up as. Yeah. So, it was pretty amazing. I mean, she was winning everything, yeah, and not even winning, but just like destroying. And she's so young, and she was so energetic and effervescent and great on TV. And then even after the Olympics were over, uh, all the interviews she would do and the press tours, and you know, maybe Dancing with the Stars sometime, you know, someday, and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like she's just someone that is going to be around for a while. But I had never heard of her as of March or April or May of this year. Olympics come. And she's one of these all-time greats, cover of Sports Illustrated. And so for her to come out of nowhere and be as good as she was, better than advertised, um, definitely made my top three. Number one, similarly,
1: Pokemon Go. Did you play Pokemon Go, Rudner? I did not. I did not get into that fad. It's that and Game of Thrones. I remain the only person that has yet to, to do either. Well, no, I'm with you on Pokemon because I actually didn't play it because just I don't like phone games. It's just not
0: for me. It's just not something I'm into but the way that it came out of nowhere and the way it picked up and the way that literally everyone around me whenever I'm walking anywhere was doing it I I mean uh, another friend of ours John Soriento uh, I was at his wedding and on the way to the rehearsal dinner people are like Pokemon going like from the car and it's just it took over every facet of life for everyone and it's kind of I mean, think of a of a, bad rookie or a bad rookie of the year winner that never amounted to anything. I think that's what it's going to be because already the fad's gone, and I think people are done with it to the extent that they were playing it. But for like those two months in the summer, it was all anyone was doing. So for me, uh, for for a rookie of the year, that's that was my number one.
1: You know, that's a good one. I, I didn't think about that. didn't cross my mind the entire day when I was coming up with a list of things. And you're right. I mean, I was down the shore. Uh, a couple of weekends while it was, was huge and everyone was doing it. They were walking up and down the boardwalk and, uh, I don't even know what it's called collecting there. What, what is it even called? I don't even know what you collect. It's just your Pokemon. You're, you got to catch them all. You're, you you Okay. your Pokemon, but I thought there's something else you could collect. Um, uh, maybe. I, I, again, yeah,
0: I, I don't play it either. So I don't know.
1: There, there are all these terms and everyone just has this new language that's going on. And I felt like such an outsider, not, participating, um, but you're right. It was huge for, for, for the summer of 2016, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's like, who, like did, didn't Bobby Higginson win an AL Rookie of the Year or something one year, and his career just never went to anything? That's what Pokemon Go is going to be, but for this year, at least, it was freaking phenomenon. Um, all right, what do you want to do first? MVP for this year, or things we're looking forward to most for next year? Oof. You know what? You're the host. I'll let you decide that. Oh, man. Let's... um. Let's do next year first, because I feel like MVP, that's the big award we're handing out. So let's do what we're looking forward to most uh, in 2017. Hopefully, we've already covered fewer people dying. That's going to be a big thing to look forward to. We hope, fingers crossed. Uh, What else you got?
1: Well, you know, I want to try to keep it not personal um, and not talk about the Knicks and the Mets and all the teams that I root for. um, And the other surgical procedures
0: you may get or jobs you may take. Yeah, let's make it more universal. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: I only want to spend 20 25 minutes talking about that stuff, so I'll, I'll keep it tight. Um, I guess on the sports side, the thing I'm looking forward to most is that potential Cavs Warriors rematch. I mean, I watched the end of the game the other day on Christmas. Those two teams are so far and away the best teams in the league. Um, it's, I don't even know what it would take for one of them not to make the finals. I mean, they're so clear cut, the best teams. I guess LeBron getting hurt and then the Warriors have to lose two of their big four probably to not make the finals. Uh, that, that rematch should be incredible. I mean, it seems like they really don't like each other. They're by far the most talented teams. You know, you gotta go, uh, best of three and here we go for, for, for the third round. I'm really excited to see that. Uh, and then, just something, I guess, outside of Trump's presidency, because I am pretty excited to sort of see how that first year goes down. Um, and we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about that. But one thing that I am excited about, or at least excited to see what happens, is the virtual reality evolution. I mean, that's something that people have been talking about since really I was a little kid. And it seems like it's about to sort of take off at this point. There's so many huge, huge tech companies investing in it um, I'm still not necessarily a, a firm believer that the, this thing is going to take off. I mean, we saw it with 3D glasses. Anytime you have to put something on your eyes and, and leave it on for a long time, um, people don't like that. They don't find it comfortable. So to sit there and, and play a, a two-hour video game with, with a virtual reality uh, headset on or to watch a sporting event with it on, it's really cool in theory. I don't necessarily think it's going to take off, but I'm really excited to see what happens there. And I think 2017 I is going to be a big year for that.
0: Yeah, I'm similar to uh, driverless cars. Like, I love the idea of it. I love the idea of VR. But until it's perfected and maybe we're getting there, not quite on board just yet. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, Well, let's go tech iPhone 8 I think is going to be a huge game changer. I think Apple saving a lot of the improvements in the hardware for their 10-year anniversary next year. I'm on a two-year cycle. I got the 6 last year, so I think by the time the 8 comes out, I really am excited to see what they do, if there's any forward movement with it because the 7 this past year was just basically minor tweaks. So I'm very right. excited to see what Apple does with that because they've really been lacking in innovation. I think this is a chance for them to get back in the game. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the new Star Wars movie, uh, Rogue One, as we recapped earlier, my top movie of the year. And that wasn't even a main episode. That was uh, a Star Wars stories and anthology piece. So next year is going to be the next legit episode. And I'm, A, interested to see what they do now because of the Carrie Fisher news that we just got today. But you know, regardless of that, just getting back into the main thing with all the new characters and Mark Hamill being more prominently involved in this one. So that episode coming up, I'm very excited for that episode eight, which is coming out in December. So I got a long way to wait, but I'm very excited for that. And um I'm not excited, I mean it's gonna be interesting to see how a Trump presidency plays out, but I'm not excited because no matter if it's amazing and he surprises us all or it's terrible And it's kind of we saw it coming, whatever way it goes, the other side, the opposite side is either going to be extremely ecstatic or extremely kind of pissed off, I guess, like, it's going to be a zero sum game, you know what I mean? No one's going to be happy, no matter what Trump does. So I'm not really looking forward to that. I am, however, very interested to see what a post presidency Barack Obama is like. Um, especially considering who his successor is, because, I mean, this guy, he's still young, he's charismatic. Does he take a year off and kind of lay low? Does he get into the private sector and do something? Does he try and stay in some sort of government role? Does he try and be a de facto advisor? Does Trump even let him do that? Um, does he—is he hands off? Is he involved? Is he just a dad for a year? I'm very excited to see what this guy does because the possibilities I think are endless for his post-presidential career. So I'm I'm very pumped to see where he goes and what he does because I don't think we've had a president ever leave office quite like him.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good one. That's something I, I was thinking about a few weeks ago and I've had some talks with, with friends about. I am really curious to see what happens with him as well. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he's, he's you know, for all his warts, um, he's an incredible public speaker. He gets people excited. You know, could he be a professor? He'd be an incredible professor. Does he want to host his own talk show and have people on and do that? Like, there's there's so many things I think he could do well. It'll be really interesting to see what he ends up doing. I mean, one thing he easily could do is run one of the big sports leagues. You know, I think we're set in, uh, in the NBA. Commissioner Barack. Yeah, Commissioner Barack Obama of 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 the NFL. I mean, just something like that. He's a big sports fan. Does he try to own a team? I'll be really curious to see what what happens with that. I think that's a that's a that's a solid uh, number one in your top three over there. Yeah.
0: I I think unfortunately he's probably going to wait a couple of years to do something really crazy like that. I feel like he's going to give his daughter some time. Uh maybe sure. just lay low this year. So that would disappoint me, but it would certainly be understandable. But regardless, I'm looking forward to see what direction he goes and where he may end up. Because he could literally do anything. Um maybe like porn or yep. growing weed exempted. But anything else, I feel like he's gonna be, you know, the suitors will be coming to him. Um uh, all right, it's our big boy and we're approaching an hour almost, so we gotta wrap this up soon. But the MVP mm. of 2016, I've got myself a,
1: a one through three ballot. Do you want to hear mine Mm -hmm. first? Yeah, let's hear yours. I only did number one. I I didn't do a top three. I just have my number one MVP. So while you give your top three, maybe I'll start thinking of backups. Okay, there you go. Uh,
0: So I try covering as much ground as possible with my three, and I I think I achieved that. Uh, Number three, The Rock, because this guy was everywhere this year, and he only had one movie come out. So I can only imagine what next year is going to be like for him. But this is a guy who's... Baywatch, baby. Yeah, that trailer... You and your Alexandra Daddario obsession, uh, probably... If she's listening, follow me on Twitter, Mike Rudner. At Mike Rudner, Alexandra, yeah, check him out. Uh, yeah, so the Baywatch trailer dropped. Baywatch trailer dropped. The the new Fast and Furious trailer dropped. They had him on Sunday Night Football to debut that trailer. Um, his people, Sexiest Man Alive. He had that movie with Kevin Hart, Central Intelligence. Made a ton of money. It was hilarious. I love that movie, too. Um, he wrestled at WrestleMania, so he went back to what made him famous in the first place and even did that. Uh, his tribute to the troops, I think, was Spike TV's highest-rated TV show in the network's history, something crazy like that. He's in Ford commercials. He's all over the place. Ballers on HBO. Ballers, because I, I don't watch Ballers. I completely forgot about Ballers. He's on Ballers. like He's doing everything, and you see all the stuff he does for charity and for underprivileged fans and people like that. He's just one of the nicest guys and one of the most accomplished, and I think uh, for all that he did – both prolifically, professionally, and also philanthrop- philanthropically, uh, he's my number three guy. Um, number two, I had Beyonce, which I'm surprised we haven't mentioned her oh. yet
1: this show. Oh, God. Terrible. Is that a good or a bad? No, I'm I'm very anti-Beyonce. Really? Well, give me that take before I, I give you my, my reasons for having her here. You know, I just I don't get the hype. I, I don't think her music's good. She's not – She. I don't know. I, I guess it's the music is number one. I, I'm just not a fan. I, I I mean, I don't see really what she does as far as positive for the society. Um, I, I'm very, I don't want to say anti-Beyonce, because I'm not like, I don't hate her. I just hate all the love she gets. I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, people, I don't know, we haven't talked about her, but people are obsessed with her and think she can do no wrong, and everything she does is amazing. I'm just not a huge fan. I, I don't think her music's anything special. I don't know what else she does that's that amazing, um, I don't know. I I I don't get the Beyoncé love overrated if you ask me.
0: That's at Mike Rudner, M I K E R U D N E R. You can send all your complaints uh to him on Twitter. So, uh, that's Activate. Yeah. Um, I get. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of her music myself. I think it's it's good enough, but it's not anything that I I I love. Certain songs of hers I do prefer mm-hmm. over others. But the when she dropped Lemonade this year, I mean, Super Bowl halftime show, The way that she got all these people you talk about, not the people that you don't like, the people that she got to rally behind her. I mean, the lemonade videos were parodied all over the place. Uh, Her with the baseball bat, like everyone was doing a take on that. Um, She did contribute a lot to like the black lives matter movement and helping put a face and a celebrity face to that. Um, Obviously being married to Jay Z, the two of them are a power couple that aren't going away anytime soon. So for For the effect she had on those people that give her all that love. And I probably side with you a little bit in terms of I think people think she's a little more infallible than she actually is. So I'll give you that. But in terms of the fact she can inspire those people to think that. And now she gets a new wave of popularity with all the Grammy nominations that came out recently. And she'll probably win a bunch of those too. Um, She was my number two. Just for the the ubiquity that she had for the first half of the year pretty much. Whether you feel it was warranted or like you, Mikey, think uh, it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to say my yeah. number one, though, because you already have your number one. So I'm interested to see if I have the same one as you. So I'm going to toss it your way for your top MVP.
1: Wow. Well, I don't think we're going to have the same number one because uh, based on um, – well, maybe we will. But based on your 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 top moments of the year, um, I'm not going to go with the three and the two. I, I, I like The Rock as as um, you know a choice there in the top three. Always love The Rock. I mean – they watch, right? The Rock and Zac Efron. Can't go wrong there. I haven't even seen the trailer yet, and I've got to watch that. And Alexander Daddario. So three of my favorites all in the same movie. We'll, we'll be sure to catch that one, no matter what it's, the, the reviews are on Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I like The Rock pick. Um, I'm going to go with my MVP of the year, and, and no one has talked about him. Uh, I've been reading a lot of MVP lists. I don't know how he's not on any list, but probably the greatest – Jew in sports of all time, Mr. Theo Epstein. Oh, the guy ended yeah. Major, major curses, Uh the Red Sox, whatever that was, 10 years ago, and uh, now the Cubs this year. And if you look at what he had to do with the Cubs, I mean, he took a team over that was just terrible. Um, and a lot of the moves he made were home runs. I mean, not everything he did you know, hit hit gold like uh, signing Jason Hayward, but so many great great moves to get the team in the position where it, where it was to win a World Series. Um, between drafting and trading for guys like Jake Arrieta and signing John Lester and making Joe Madden, who had a really rough World Series, but overall is still a very good manager, making him the manager, trading for Chapman. He 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 made so many good moves. I mean, he he made a lot of moves, right? And probably hit on what eighty eighty five percent of them. I thought did an incredible job. Um, I give him a ton of respect. Certainly the greatest major league baseball executive of all time. And I'd say um, as far as Jewish athlete, him and Sandy Koufax, and it's tough because one played and one is an executive, so I can understand the argument, but um, perhaps the greatest Jew in sports of all time. If you have seen, you get my MVP vote for 2016. Wow. Look at
0: And potential greatest Jew in sports of all time, which you do not throw that title around lightly. So that's that's very big praise.
1: Good pick. No, there. no, absolutely. I mean, I think I'm the greatest Jew in bowling and maybe beer pong, but no, Theo <laughs> Epstein certainly of all time in all sports, right up there.
0: Oh, man. No, so Miami P, I also went sports uh, because, again, I think it was the one thing this year that inarguably, people can point to and say it was an amazing sports year. It was an uplifting sports year, unless you're an Indians fan, I suppose. But anyway, uh, I'm going with LeBron. Uh, He was someone who, (laughs) I mean, after losing to the Warriors in round one of their trilogy – brought Cleveland its title did it almost single handedly uh, at times the block we already talked about was one of the top sports moments of the year. Um, just bringing it to that city after they all burned his jerseys uh, six years ago to now get everyone you know back on his back um, was just an incredible sports memory and I think you know because that came before the Cubs curse ended, I think a lot of people fawned over that a lot more uh, at the time of the year that it happened. But doing that, but everything else he's done, I mean, talk about The Rock doing everything. You know, LeBron's in commercials. He's always doing products. Uh, He was, you know, helped organize that thing at the ESPYs that him and Carmelo and, you know, D. Wade and Chris Paul did. Um, He's a guy who likes taking that responsibility of being as famous as he is. Uh, That new show on NBC, that game show, like, with the the Plinko Mm -hmm. wall, like, he's you know, exec producing that, like he's doing all this kind of stuff. And again, I like people who use their platform to do good and to do better. And he's helping families and he's donating shoes and doing all this kind of stuff. And I don't think anybody can say a bad thing about him. And he won the fricking title for the Cavs this year uh, doing what he did. So for me, uh, LBJ, my MVP for
1: 2016. I'm with you on that. He was actually my original choice. So I'm glad we didn't go with two LeBrons, because that would have been boring for other listeners. But I, I've been a LeBron defender for a long time, well before he, he was winning any titles with the Heat. Um, I just love the way he plays the game. He's He plays so hard. He always plays, you know, outside of a couple of regular season games, he takes off. But he, he's durable. Um, he can pass. He can shoot. He can He can, you know, he's explosive at the rim. He defends. Uh, I love watching him play. He's been a joy to watch. And, and, and like you said, I mean, this year was a real seminal moment for him. He was the, the, the real leader on the team. There was no question it wasn't him and Dwayne Wade. Um, he carried that team down 3-1 against the, the best regular season team of all time, having to win two on the road, and just an incredible game seven. I, I, I agree with you. I think Theo's one, and LeBron, I'd say, is, is, is probably you know, right slightly behind him. Um, but you can't go wrong with LeBron as your MVP choice.
0: I know I can't. It's my show. Um, all right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. But we're, we're hitting the hour mark, and I also got to get going do some other stuff here uh, while I'm back in, in uh, Jersey. But, Mikey, this was fun. Anything else you want to throw in as we wrap up 2016? Any random thoughts or things you want to uh, talk about very, very quickly or mention?
1: Well, one thing we didn't mention, our, our least valuable player of 2016, uh, I think we're fans of this guy, but Bill Simmons, he had a rough, rough year with the show getting canceled. <laughs> yes, he did. Not a lot of, not a lot of articles getting, you know, that he's writing on, on The Ringer. Um, huge fan of Bill Simmons. Seems like his quality has certainly taken a step back. I hope he gets back into writing more articles and sticking to just interviews. Don't do any of that stand-up stuff that you're doing for HBO. I love you, Bill, but it's been a a rough 2016. I hope 2017 is better for you.
0: Yeah, no, huge fan of his. Uh, Interestingly, he and I both had shows canceled this year, and interestingly, you're the biggest fan of us both, Mike, so uh, that's one thing Bill Simmons and I have in common. But, no, I agree. I I love the ringer. I love that venture. But uh, for him individually, yeah, I was hoping for a better 2017, I guess, for the sports guy. Um, All right. Uh, Well, that's him, Mike. I think we're good, man. I think we covered 2016 pretty thoroughly. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm exhausted. Whew, that was a lot. I hope I hope other uh, listeners enjoyed it and um, you know send in your comments to Mike Janella and don't 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 hate me too much for not being a huge fan of beyonce
0: oh yeah that's my biggest takeaway is that you you hate Beyonce so that's that's our 2016 wrap-up um, all right he's at Mike Rudner on Twitter uh, you know where to find me but make sure to go to Mikejanellacom for all previous episodes of 2016 and beyond uh, not sure when the next episode is gonna drop because I'll be traveling back to uh, California shortly and so sending thousands that stuff up is going to be uh, interesting but i uh, head to the website keep you posted there and we'll see what 2017 has in store because 2016 was certainly a hell of a year uh rudner i'll see you in a couple days man so uh thanks for taking this time and yeah i'll catch up with you more then
1: looking forward to it buddy
0: all right he's mike rudner i'm mike janella this is the mike janella show hope you all have an amazing and very happy and healthy new year and we will talk to you then thanks for listening see ya
1: peace